I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of butcher box, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com slash mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash mega and use code mega to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional megachurch. We are here, the Lord, we are here, and we're ready, ready to podcast. Hiya! This is Hallie Laban, or as Miss Piggy would say, Hiya! <laughs> this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where we're giving our mega church. A tiny family feel. We're going to introduce you to a new member of our church staff or community every single week. And per huge, I am joined by my co-host. He is a true treat and he is a treasure. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome... Grayhaz, everybody. Hey, Loki. What's up, Hallie? Cool, cool, cool. Bless, 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 my brother. How are you? How was your week? Oh, Hallie, I had an amazing week with my kids in Climax. You know, it's the beginning of the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm always really pumped up about that. This mm-hmm. year, I had a great idea of something to do with them as an activity with all my teens that come to Climax. Hallie, you're familiar with Advent calendars, right? Sure. So this year, I had the carpenters build what I call a Advent calendar. Awesome. It is this huge Advent calendar that stretches across the entire stage. It's uh, it, it, it kind of looks like a giant wall, and there's lots of cubbies that are big enough, you know, to put different kinds of things inside. And what I said to my teens is, hey, guys, I want you to split off into small groups, and I want everybody to come up with an idea of something to hide inside the Advent calendar, or Advent calendar, as I say. Uh, and, and, you know, during the services, I'll be able to open them and uh, surprise everyone. So this weekend was the first weekend that we did a great reveal. Now, Hallie, something went a bit... I don't know if it went, I guess it did go wrong. You know, my I had a, a group of great teens. They came up with the idea. Have you ever heard of an elf on a shelf? 
Yeah, what is that? Well, it's, you know, it's this fun uh, Christmas tradition that uh, people have in America, I guess, where you hide a, a strange-looking elf around your house and um, people act surprised that it's moving around. Anyway, I think uh, the kids had this idea of elf on a shelf and they dressed one of my kids up. I don't like to use names, but it was Bailey Josephowitz dressed up like the elf on a shelf. Aww. And when I opened the door, they were going to be all surprised, you know, uh, hey, great, there's an elf on a shelf for the first day of Advent. That's well, cute. what happened was, Hallie, I just, I, I guess I didn't realize the cubbies were big enough for a person. Yeah. And so when I when I said, you know, let's start the Radvent season and I opened up this first door, I, I just was so surprised, especially because Bailey made a sound sort of like a, like a, for some reason, I guess wanted to scare me. Like a feral cat? Yeah, something like that. And, you know, I'm not sure if I've mentioned him on the podcast before, but my friend Clay Mason, Clay Mason Man, yeah, we've been taking a Muay Thai class together. Oh, cool. And so my instincts right now, Hallie, are, are just are just really mm. sharp. And I immediately just went into a full windmill sort of roundhouse kick. Oh, no. And I just sent poor Bailey right back through the Radvent calendar. Oh, no. And I know. And I shattered his sternum. It was really, really bad. Well, I don't think my kick did. I'm, I'm assuming that when he hit the you know when he hit the radvent calendar his sternum sort of you know turned to turned to powder but oh i just my uh, goodness. i know but quite a kick oh i know but you know they um they this... wired it back together and i just said okay guys no more of these surprises uh, uh the the biggest surprise comes on christmas with jesus so let's let's uh, make sure that we don't have anybody inside yeah, the yeah. radvent calendar anymore How's everything in your neck of the woods, Hallie? You know what happened this past weekend? I'm a weekend producer in the services, kind of overseeing all the creative programming, making sure that all the worship people are uh, in tune for the weekend and the drama and the the tech booth and everything is going. And I, on the weekends, I'm in the green room and then I come down and I sit right next to Steve in the bullpen. Right. You're you know? basically the air traffic controller of all the services here. Thank you. Yeah. So on the actual weekends, Steve and I come and we sit right, you know, down front, house right, stage left for all the creative programming. And then uh, when it's time, Steve goes up to speak at the plexiglass podium. And, um, you know, I feed the mic cord to him and he gets up there and I'm down in the bullpen uh, next to his empty seat while he's up there speaking. And that's just, but that's been my job for a long time now. So this coming weekend, I come out and Steve's sitting in his chair and there's some gal sitting in my chair. Oh, really? And it's a gal who looks like she's on Vanderpump Rule. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know that I got, yeah, I guess I can't picture that. Yeah. And uh, I says, Hi, I'm Hallie. I don't think we've met. And she says, I'm Melanie Benefinstanciano. Oh, that's and a mouthful. It turns out Steve has hired her to also be a weekend producer. And I was like, Okay. And he said, Maybe you can show her the ropes, Hallie, and all that, you know, so that she can, uh, maybe she can be the week, she can be the producer for the Christmas Eve services. And I was like, Oh, well, that's usually me. But I said, You know what? I am going to take it to the Lord in prayer and I am going to show her the ropes and I'm going to, turn her into the best weekend producer I possibly can. So, uh, you know, it's just I'm trying to keep it positive. And I also I took one look at her, to be honest, and she kind of looks like, I don't know, like a, a long, skinny snake that swallowed two basketballs that stayed right next to each other up in its chest, if you know what I mean. No, I don't really. Anyway, I just thought, you know, I don't want to start feeling bad about myself. I'm just going to get active about it. And so I asked my husband, Lance Labonte, to get me some Jenny Craig's and Weight Watcher for Christmas. Oh, cool. 
But you know, Gray, it must have been a God thing because later I was up at Star Auto in Broad Ripple. I was taking my car in to have the Lexus get winterized, you know, for the coming weather. Totally. And I'm standing in the manager's office and I'm looking at the pictures of his family and everything. And he's going over the details with me of the car. It just makes me glaze over. And I look over his shoulder and he's got all these different, like the fireman calendar, all these things on the wall and all this stuff. And I look into the eyes of what looks like Melanie Benefinstanciano up on a on a calendar. Really? Yeah, it's like this auto kind of, um, I don't know, like pinup calendar. No. And it's open to a page of a girl who has nothing on top and is kind of holding this oil can. And it just over her head, it says, Miss Cans. Miss Cans? Miss Cans. Miss Cans? And it looks exactly like Melanie Benefinstanciano. I just don't understand it. Miss Cans, what does that mean? So when Luke got up to go get some kind of thing from a mechanic, come back with some paperwork for me, I took a picture and like zoomed in and I took a picture of it. Right. And great, it's Melanie. No. In a dirty calendar. So I, I prayed about it. I took it to the Lord in prayer. And then finally, I walk into Steve's office and I said, do you have a second? I'm sick about this. I don't know what to tell you, but the Lord has put it on my heart. I have prayed about it. And the Holy Spirit is guiding me and prompting me to show this to you. But your new hire is Miss Cans. Is Miss Cans. And I said, I, I can cover up the bad part of this, but I want to show you a picture of what I saw down at Star Auto in Broad Ripple. And I pulled out my phone and I held it up to him and I kind of tried to hold it in a way where my phone was over her, you know, chest. Okay. But he grabbed the phone out of my hand and before I knew what was what, he vomits. Oh, no. All over the floor. Like a lot of vomit. Oh, no. And I had just brought him a steak salad from P.F. Chang's. Oh, maybe he was just so upset. Or maybe it was food poisoning. But, I mean, he just finished the salad. I mean, do you have the picture? Yep. Here, let me pull it up on my phone. There it is. That's Melanie. Oh. Yeah, I can see why she's called Melanie. Like the trio of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are always in perfect harmony, our guest today harmonizes perfectly with no backup music whatsoever. The head of Forever Music Acapella, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Taylor Porker. Oh, it's a good day to be here. Good day, good day. Thank you so much. Oh, bless, bless, bless. Taylor, it's so great to see your face. And a lot of times when people at church see you, you know, you're the tallest guy in the group, Forever Music. And a lot of times you're the guy at the end that's doing all those cool, what do you call that when you're going like, boom, chick, cha pa pa That's called beatboxing. Okay. Beatboxing. Oh, that is awesome. Awesome. It's great. It's great. I took a class at Indianapolis Community over here, and uh, it's been great. They got a real nice guy over there, Dominique, and he's sort of been my mentor during that. It's been uh, it's been awesome, though. I feel like I've gotten 
really good at it, which has been cool. It's been nice to kind of master something uh, in such a short period of time. That is so cool. How, how did you get into, you know, doing this, this acapella, which, which, what does acapella mean? So acapella is, that means without instruments, right? Oh, it's okay. because the only instrument, the one true instrument in this world is who? It's Jesus Christ, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. And awesome. that's something that we try to keep at the forefront of our music, it's a part of this. You guys have heard the spiel that right. I give before every performance, but uh, you know, it's not about us; it's about him. Um, and we try okay. to strip away all the possible distractions that might be there. Mm. So, guitars get out of here. Drums, mm. we'll see you next week. Right, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Take That's a break, awesome. piano. Right, right now, it's just voices and voices alone because that's what the angels are going to be using. Right. Oh, <laughs> that's a great point. Wow. Wow. Just, yeah, voices and trumpets, I guess. Now, did you come up through one of these Ivy League schools? I feel like it's something I see in the movies where you see a bunch of preppy boys at a at a prestigious university and they're all around a fireplace and it sounds like heaven. Allie, I know, I know. And I, I thank you for saying that because some people, honestly, and you wouldn't believe it, some people think it's a little bit like dorky or something to do acapella. Oh, and I did not go to, you know, what is traditionally known as an Ivy League school. I went to IU. We had a great time there and I was not, I didn't get an opportunity to be a member of the actual acapella groups that were on campus at the time. I actually was able to start my own sort of thing as sort of, awesome. a, sort of an offshoot off campus. Um, and that way we didn't have to adhere to the kind of restrictions that the university would place on an on-campus group. And so we could kind of just do our own thing, uh, do our own thing off campus. Oh, and was that a was that a Christian group too? It was based in Christianity because I was at the center of it and I would lead the guys in a prayer at the beginning uh, of every class, but you know, like uh, the show must go on and uh, I couldn't, um, I was trying to vet people at the start, like they'd come in to audition first things first, you know, how's your relationship with God at the moment? You know, sometimes awesome. I get back who I'm like, all right, man, well, there's the door. You know, <laughs> totally. At a certain point you just, you know, it's that people don't want to just watch one guy do acapella. There's got to be some other guys in the group. So, yeah, that is so cool. So, yeah, you know, it was it was Christian by example. Uh, what what was that group called? Uh, we were called the Cleftomaniacs. Oh, awesome. that is really cool. Yeah, we thought yeah. it was. I mean, I pretty much led the charge as far as that name was concerned, and so I thought, like, you know, I thought that was really cool, and it looked great on a shirt. I like had really high hopes for that group, and I think that if some of the other guys have been more more committed. Uh, we could have really, really gotten somewhere. Oh, I got real into an acapella group. Very, might be the most famous acapella group called Straight No Chaser. I saw him up at Morris Civic Auditorium, and then my husband, Lance Labonte, took me down to Branson. We saw him again down there, and these guys are making a lot of money. Straight No Chaser. They're touring. Hallie, the competitor in me wants to say, you know what, they're not that good, but they are unbelievable. Yeah, I've seen them twice now. Oh and they're gosh. touring the country. I think they tour internationally. Is that like a, is that something you're aspiring to? Can you tour? I have had the opportunity to see them eight times, Hallie. Wow. They get better every single show because you start to notice the little nuances in each of their voices. Forgive my ignorance here, and if this is too personal of a question, but is acapella groups always um, all men? Is it a male sport? I don't know. Should I don't think I've ever seen a gal one. I know. I don't like the female voice can be kind of high and in, in uh, you know just kind of like yeah, sort of painful uh, to yes, the yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of times, what we've heard, and we would we would in in the early days, just kind of trying to fill out numbers, we would have some girls that would come and and sing with us. But a lot of the feedback that I was getting was that people really didn't like that. They didn't want the girls up there. They found it a little bit distracting. 
And you got to keep your eyes on Jesus. You you know, if you've got girls there, can... You know. I, I had laid down, you know, sort of very set rules, like there's no commingling going on. But, you know, anybody who's been on a choir trip knows that when you start singing, oh. the hormones start flying, no matter the age. Right. And so it, um, it just became a little untenable. And so it's like, well, either me, the founder, could step back and it could just become all girls... Uh, or we could do the smart thing and make it just sort of an all-male thing, and uh, and that's kind of the uh, the direction that we took it in. Now, I do want to find out a little bit about your, you know, your backstory, but I guess I just had two other questions about Forever Music. Right now, is it just the, just the three guys in it? Currently, right now, we're going to hold some open auditions coming up after the start of the new year. The first Saturday of the new year, we're going to be up in the C room doing auditions. It'll just be me in there. Um, the other two guys are busy that day, so they can't come. But yeah, we'll be in there, and uh, I'll just be taking the guys through their paces. I kind of like to surprise them on the day. I don't really want them to have an opportunity to prepare or anything. That's great. Because you guys, it seems like with three, because at least when you're saying, right now it seems like you're singing about every 16th Sunday. But uh, You said 16th? Uh, yeah, every 16th Sunday um, or, or so. I mean, I just haven't seen you guys for months. So, No, yeah, that's right. No, it is this. Okay. I guess my question would be, you know, it sounds to my ear like you've got a bass uh, and you've got a baritone and you've got an alto and sometimes you're kind of losing, there's just no tenor line. So it's almost like there's almost no melody. It's all just sort of either beatboxing and just the harmony of some of these songs can be a bit a bit hard, hard to follow, but cool. Very cool. We are, I mean, we are hunting for a tenor at all times. I am actively looking for somebody out there that can singing that range, uh, you know, not yet. And, and who's also sold out to Christ. It's probably hard to find someone who's totally sold out and on fire for Jesus and also a tenor and also interested in acapella and willing to dedicate themselves. Absolutely. And are you willing to understand that whenever you get into the group, there there is a power structure that is set in place already. There is already someone that picks the songs, right? There's already someone who decides when we rehearse. There's already someone who decides what we wear. Okay, It's like picking a basketball team, you know? You can't have five guys who want to take the shot every time. You know what I mean? Yeah, and a tenor, you know, a tenor is going to be a guy with a bit of a high voice, so, you know, he might be a bit Anyway, totally. So, uh, and I a guess bit, a bit what you just kind of like flapped your hand around a bit what just you know kind of like a, bit, a bit flappy like hand a, just, just a bit. sort of yeah you know you just got to be careful. Huh. So are you the one that chose the turtlenecks with the cummerbund? Yes. Do you like those? That's real cool. I've just never seen that combo. It's fun to kind of experiment and stuff. We like to keep uh, the ears and the eyes guessing a little bit. And so you'll notice some of the compositions uh, that I've put together. People are kind of like, wait a second, what? what? That sounds, uh, that's, not, that's not the way I know that song. Um, and it's like, yeah, well, guess what? You're going to be challenged in church for once. You know what I mean? That we're actually cool. going to sit here and we're going to try to make you think and feel at the same time. Right. I, do people get surprised when they find out about your acapella passion? Because I almost think like you look like, you know, you could be a, a football player or you could be, you know, a, a, a bale and hay on a farm, like a good, a big corn fed farm boy. Like it was sort of like when Kevin Bacon taught Michael Penn how to dance and dirty dancing. And, and Michael Penn was out there dancing and he was uh, doing the montages. And it was like, now this is surprising to see this kid dancing like that. I kind of picture you like that. I, you know, I got a lot of grief growing up. 
You know, because oh, it really? was it was the juxtaposition of this big, you know, tough looking guy, this tough, really cool, really strapping, really, you know, kind of like mysterious, but also like there's something honestly every day about this guy. And you've got all of that working in concert with but wait a second, I think that I might be an artist. I um Wow. I'm like That's really awesome. I'm, I'm really into film. I used to be into totally. film. I'm not as into, you know, Hollywood now. What are you going to, I don't know what to do with it. But, um, you know, when I was a child, I was huge into uh, pictures and movies and films and documentaries uh, and uh, miniseries as well. Oh, cool. So you're kind of like a, a young Martin Scorsese. Yeah, but I wasn't like a nerd. I didn't have to like be in the movie theater or else I was going to die or whatever his lung thing was. Like I was like really strong and and continue to be so I like that I think that's the difference between a man and a woman is a man is able to describe himself accurately and to say I'm mysterious and I'm and I'm fetching and I'm athletic and and strong you know a a gal never thinks of herself in those positive terms A, a gal is always like well you know my body is disgusting I'm full of imperfections I should you know I should probably just disappear in between two couch cushions and call it a day but i think you're right you're a mysterious strapping guy you're kind of like what's his name on frozen the one she's in love with on frozen oh what is frozen oh, Chris, you talking about christoph yeah you're christoph okay. oh that's really not that's wow if he wow. was a baritone or a bass or whatever you are down there on the bottom, I like how your chin almost goes all the way into your neck and you're like, dun, 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 dun. you're way deep down there. That's really sweet of you to say. <laughs> so, Taylor, when did you first start singing? When did you realize you had this this gift? From the jump, it's really been about two things. It's been about glorifying God with my voice. Okay. And it's about trying to reach as many people as possible. I've, uh, I've known from an early age that uh, I was called to, uh, to bring people to him via my voice, which in a way is his voice. I'm sort of, he's using me as his vessel. And were your parents supportive of that? No. My dad, you know, he passed on before we were ever able to actually really get to any sense of closure. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom's still around and we get to see her on holidays. They didn't see the value in in the arts really okay and when you say we does that mean your family or my wife rodette she's got twin 15 year old boys tinley and troy she was not married beforehand this was a out of wedlock situation um i know it's you know uh you know but uh i believe uh uh i believe that uh god forgives uh and so do i and it's something that she and i have had a lot of conversations about she knows what she did was very wrong i'm very proud of her for coming to that realization it's interesting Oh, and and make, you get to be the bigger man. It's not rewarding, but it it has been. Um, I mean, Tinley and Troy are they're they they're a lot to deal with. Oh, really? I mean, Gray knows we've tried to get them to climax, but they're not. They are not into it. Oh no! Uh, yeah, I know, and it makes so much sense too because uh, you know maybe they're busy. Because am I right? It's t- it's Tinley and Troy are the other two guys in the acapella group. Is that right? Right. And so it's hard to I thought they were twins when I yeah, when I saw that. I was like, yeah. okay, he's the tall one and then there's the twins, right. Right. And they look alike and it's kinda of hard to do as far as marketing is concerned, because if it was just straight father and sons, we could get more shows. Right. And you can't really say that because you're not the dad. It's them. They'll call it out. I did that for our first for the first show that we were gonna do. I said father and sons. I said we're father now father and son duo, because I was having to do all the announcing. And then right when we get out there, Tinley just like, you know, takes a big fart in the room, tells everybody, you're not not our actual dad. 
So it's oh, like, all right, no. man, we'll way to get the crowd on our side right off the bat. Is this a picture of Rodette on your screensaver on your phone? Is this yes, Rodette? Yes, that is Rodette. Oh, she's We beautiful. took a trip to Montana, and that is a actually that's a Shetland pony. It's not a real horse. It's actually just a really big Shetland pony. So it's small. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, she was. She'd be a really tall a, if that was a <laughs> right. That's why I said because I didn't want. So you that's a small horse. Thank, thank God. Oh yeah. A redhead. Wow, she's gorgeous. She's stunning, and that's one of the reasons that I've really tried to make it work is just she's so pretty, and I've tried to connect with Tinley and Troy through, they play this video game on their phones called Torture, but it's like T-O-R-C-H-E-R, and you're just basically like going around like lighting stuff on fire in the worlds and everything, and I'll try to play and do it with them, and it's fun for a while, but then they always try to come up and light me on fire, and so it's, and it like, I don't know how to stop it. Because they 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 the ones that play the game all the time. And just going back to this picture on your phone, I mean, you're a really tall guy, and that horse, I guess, is what you're saying is small. But her legs are all the way to the. She's standing over top. She's of the horse. riding the horse, so but she's, she's standing. But yeah, but she but she's about your size. It looks like so she's she's really she, she's over she's, she's like she's over, over six, six five. Feet. She might be taller than you in this picture now. She's six eleven, and it has been wow. And I'm not, you know, I'm no slouch, right? I'm six two. Believe me, I, we've been trying to have kids, and I would, I would love for her to, you know, fire out a couple power forwards. But uh, God yeah. has not blessed us in that way. That's not going to be our journey together as parents of kids that we both had a hand in. So the bastard kids, Tinley and Troy, is their dad in the picture? No. Is he making it harder on you? Oh no, it's I. I wish I would love to have a little backup support, but no. There's uh, he's uh, he's been out of the picture for some time. Tinley and Troy miss him very much. I can tell you that. But yeah, he's not. Um, he's providing no support whatsoever. You know, it seems to me right now, Taylor, that your passion really is singing and bringing the, the your voice and your, your, the twins' voices to the glory of God, and that is just awesome. And you guys have this amazing platform here every few months where you get to sing, but it probably, I'm guessing, doesn't quite pay the bills yet. And I'm wondering, you know, how do you make it work? Because it seems like you're probably putting a lot of time into the acapella. What are you doing right now to sort of, you know, be the head of the household and, and balance the checkbook. I'm a high school English teacher over at uh, over at uh, Leicester Academy. We offer uh, it's a it's a faith based learning program there, and uh, I'm sort of in charge of the English curriculum and the reading list and things like that. And so I'll go through and kind of uh, you know address anything that needs addressing in the copies of these books that maybe we don't need our kids uh, oh. you know learning about. Yeah, I think that's so important. You know, Hallie, uh, some, uh, I was just reading a list of books that um, it was okay. I think it was a recent uh, Focus on the Family that came out, a book, uh, a list of books that are okay to burn. And I, and I, oh. you know, I read it and I was just like, totally. Uh, just because, you know, just because it's a book doesn't mean, the only book I think you can't burn is the Bible. And I think the, yeah. on any other book, you know, if it's got stuff in there, Toss it. One of the big books uh, for a lot of ninth graders is The Sun Also Rises. And um, that was something that was in the curriculum there for a long time before I became a member of the the faculty. And I'd never read it. I looked at it. The main character in the book, he he doesn't have a, a penis. What? He has been emasculated. Oh, sick. People try to act like the emasculation of the American male has been is starting now. Right. This has been going on. It's been in our literature. It's been ingrained in us for a long time. And what was it called? The Sun Also Rises. 
Yeah, ironic. Right? Huh? And they ironic. cut off his genital? The scene is not actually described in the book, but you glean that from reading it. That is just the thing. You know, you say the sun also rises. My first thought is, hey, it's about Jesus. Awesome. Right. And then it's got this sick thing in it. And yeah, I just, I can't believe it. Maybe you can explain this to me as an English teacher, because I've never understood why all the American kids have to read all these books. Like, what's the, what are they getting? What's the, what are, what's it for? It's beyond me. What we've started to do is I've whittled the reading list down a lot. And so for a vast majority of it, it's just the Bible. We'll just kind of continue to go through that. Okay, that's awesome. Which is great. And then uh, we'll also do, uh, we've got a C.S. Lewis month. And so we'll do Mere Christianity. Awesome. We'll do The Four that's Loves, great. Chronicles of Narnia to kind of have some fun, kind of reset the palate a little bit. We'll close it out with a grief observed. That's something that we'll do right book. before the kids go, right before a summer break, to oh, kind of what like, a pick me up. Let kids know, like, hey, you guys are going to have a good time, but let's remember what life is about. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. You need to that get your fantastic. you need to get your soul taken care of before people start to grieve you one day. You know what I mean? Also, Mr. Taylor Porker, if I may say, C.S. Lewis married a gal who already had a kid, a boy thousand percent don't please believe hallie i have made that connection when during some of my lectures wow and it doesn't land because these kids don't pay attention these days if it's not on a phone yeah well they're sitting there high as kites because they've been smoking marijuana in the bathroom before coming to english class it's disgusting i don't like a lot of them i didn't understand i tried to read the beginning of um catcher in the rye i had no idea what was going on that's one of the most foul-mouthed kids i've ever heard in my life my arm was sore by the end of that having to black out so many words did you take that one off the list what ones have you had to censor uh we took off gravity's rainbow right off the bat because that's just too long i was glad you took color purple off of there because i didn't want to have to go to the library and get that for my sunday right we took that off we took roots off because we don't need anybody feeling bad or anything yeah the only one I really liked that any of my kids um, read was Scarlet Letter. I didn't understand the Crucible at all, but I got the Scarlet Letter. I said, that woman should be full of shame. She should have been punished. And yeah. that we spend a lot of time on that one. That's something where, as followers of Christ, we are called to call out other followers if we see them slipping. That's right. Right? That's right. As iron sharpens iron. And so that's something that we try to teach the kids. We'll, we'll do a lot of self-policing in the schools now. It's fantastic for the teachers because we do not have to do a lot of disciplining. If kids see other kids getting out of line, they handle it. That's great. Awesome. What other books have you axed off the list? The Sound and the Fury we got rid of. Okay, great. Because that was really confusing for a lot of the parents. We'll send, we'll send that out to the parents to kind of get... Uh, get a beat on what they feel because a lot of times the parents are doing the work for the kids because they don't trust us to do the vetting for them and so they'll then read the book for the kid first to make sure that everything's cool and so so we've got to kind of clear that stuff with the parents um but yeah we we uh, um a lot of zadie smith we've had to get rid of um which is unfortunate because like you know She's got an unbelievable ear, and I, I, I think she can be really lyrical, and she's a really interesting thinker. Unfortunately, she is liberal as all get out. Oh. And uh, if I wouldn't put the book in front of Tinley and Troy, I'm not going to put the book in front of my students. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And do Tinley and Troy like to read? Uh, no, they get the video game magazines with all the codes in them and stuff, and they, you know, they go and 
cheat is what it is, but that's kind of the extent of their reading. I guess maybe sometimes they uh, they read a billboard or two, right? But uh, um, that's that's, right. uh, that's it. Now, are you one of those teachers who pray at the beginning of class? A thousand percent. Awesome. We pray. We ask Christ to prepare the students' minds as well as their bodies for the information that they're about to uh, about to take in. Uh, we'll do the uh, Pledge of Allegiance to the American flag, uh, greatest country awesome. on the planet, and then we'll awesome. do a uh, Pledge of Allegiance to the Christian flag. Oh, yes. oh that is great. Yeah. Pledge of Allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior whose kingdom it stands, one nation uniting all Christians in service and in love. That's what we end with, and that's sort of our we, we sort, that's our springboard into the lesson for the day. Um, so they know uh, they know what matters. Really, really cool. Now I hate to bring up something if this isn't uh, something you're able to discuss, but um, I understand there was a bit of maybe a miscommunication with um, a worship leader, uh, Tom Frost, about uh, the, the the use of what you guys wanted to to sing uh, a few weeks ago about wanting to do sort of an a cappella version of the NBA theme, and when, when as people were coming in, and I just it, did you all ever resolve that? Uh, because you you all did go ahead and do it, and I think you know, and then that was also a bit bit confusing. I thought I'll be candid with you, Gray. There was a a pretty loud disagreement that was had in Steve's office between Tom and I. We did not come to an agreement at the end of that. They thought that we had. So they 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 thought that you had. Because they said, no, you can't do that. And then you you thought... Well, I initially I was like, you know, okay, fine. Like, I guess, you know, if you guys really don't want me to, then all right. But I left and I started thinking about it. And I was like, well, this is ridiculous. Like, this is a good song. I think that the choir is great. And I think under some new leadership, they could do, they could do a lot of really, really good things. But what Tom has them doing right now, he got mad because I wanted to present... It's a secular song, but I had replaced lyrics to more closely reflect like a you know a positive message of Christ's love totally. it was going to be from the Katy Perry song I kissed a girl and I liked this I prayed to God and I liked it and they thought that people would go look at I kissed a girl you know that's obviously a message that we're not trying to promote and so it became contentious they were wrong and I think that it was reflected in the uh, in the applause that we saw Okay, so I, I'm sorry to, to just ask a follow-up question to it, but I just want to make sure it's clear. So you and the twins uh, had planned on singing the NBA theme song that was then going to transition into a Katy Perry song that you had rewritten the words to on a Sunday when you were not scheduled to sing because the choir... So. I guess that was the confusion part to me because I was, I, you know, you guys were in the crowd just sort of walking around in the auditorium and you're doing the beatboxing and the twins are t- sort of singing or whatever. They're, they're kind of mumbling. Right. The NBA playoffs were kind of at full swing there. And I okay. don't know if y'all are into that, but there was a lot of social justice messaging in there and it was difficult to deal with. We were going to do the old NBA on NBC theme song. Right. And then. And the weird thing is, I couldn't quite, I kind of knew that's what it was, but without the tenor, it's really hard. You would get, right. they, well, the twins were just sort of humming. The twins were just sort of humming. Yeah. And it was, it's, right. It's, and you were doing the beatboxing, so. I was doing. Right. Somebody I, next to me was like, "That's the NBA theme song." I was like, "I have no idea." Just that right now, it sounds sort of like a drone with a guy beatboxing. Right, and and again, anyone that's listening, please, if you are a tenor, please email me. It's tporker at gmail because we are in desperate need of somebody that can sing the melody in some of these songs.
Taylor Porker was played by Tyler Parker. This guy is a GD blast, and we sure love him. Follow him at Tyler Parker. It's spelled T-Y-L-R-P-A-R-K-R. He frequently pops up on podcasts on The Ringer, so check him out there. I'm Holly Laurent, playing Hallie LeBont, and Gray Haas is played by Greg Hess. You can follow me at Holly Laurent and follow Greg at Hey Greg Hess. And of course, Mega is on your favorite form of social media, and that is at Mega the Podcast. Email your mailbag questions to megathepodcast at gmail. And for a special spot in heaven, rate and review us on iTunes and support us on Patreon. 